It can definitely be used responsibly. It can definitely be used irresponsibly. Weed is a tool that can be used responsibly to help inspire creativity, come up with new ideas. But if you smoke it every goddamn day, you're going to waste your life away. If you take Adderall every single day, you're going to waste your life away and it's Mm going to fuck with your brain. You know what I mean? But it's to throw it out the window is a missed opportunity because these things can be used for success. You know, even like sex, if you do it every, if you can become a sex addict, that'll be horrible for you. Yes. But don't throw that out the window, dude. Come on. You know what I mean? Use it. Like just, yes. there's so many things that is such a great tool that could be abused. Hello, everyone. I'm Abhinav Jain, and this is the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. Welcome to the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. This is your host, Abhinav Jain, and I aspire to make this podcast go beyond the surface. In this podcast, I intend to bring you insights from the top most performers, no matter what industry they're in. We talk about how they've done things differently to grow their minds and keep their physical and mental health in shape. My mission with this podcast is to help overwhelmed individuals learn ways to reduce their depression, anxiety, and live with peace and love. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Blossom Media Studio. Thank you so much for creating and distributing my podcast and taking away literally every single thing that's involved with podcasting so I can just spend the time to talk to my guests and create great episodes. Peter, thank you so much for being here. And for those of you that don't know, Peter and I go way back to uh, high school days. We actually uh, went to high school together in California. And uh, from that point on, we went on our own paths. And then we linked up a couple of years ago when I was going through a really rough patch in my life. And Peter seems to have been, you know, doing pretty good for himself, but not to say that he hasn't had rough times in his life. Um, he's evolved. And I mean, at that time, when we were talking last, you were telling me about how you had like, uh, driven every business into the pavement, had lost like everything you had, you were in debt, you were losing like your property and your scooter was stolen. And Good God. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong, but somehow you always kept a smile on your face and you kept moving forward, man. And that's, that's what it's really about at the end of the day, you know? So maybe if if you don't mind catching us up a little bit from like, you know, three, four years ago, when we started talking, you were, I think, starting to build a business. And I think think the McLaren triggered it. Yeah. You you had a McLaren, you sold it, you bought it back. Uh, there was a whole thing with that. And then crypto, yeah. I think, well, I mean, there's so much to fucking talk to you about. I don't even know how we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, the last time we talked for sure, I think I had gotten a McLaren and then it was like, how the fuck do you go from, you know, sleeping on your friend's floor, just totally broke to having a McLaren? Because I started my first business 10 years ago and the first five years were just total hell and misery. Yeah. And then, um, you know, met the mentors who taught me how to do everything correctly. And then, um, you know, and then things really blew up from there. And, uh, you know, just from a huge perspective, had like, you know, maybe a two and a half year, three year, crazy, super successful run. And then I left them to start my own business. And then it was kind of a year of struggle of like really trying to make it work where it was just like an endless grind and like trying to make things happen, build a, you know, a superstar team of A players. And then um, ended up partnering with a guy and building a skincare brand. And that just blew up just to unfathomable, unfathomable levels instantly. And, and then I was able to sell it. So I was just handed a bunch of cash and a bunch of time. Dude. You know, it just, it's retarded. You know, who who doesn't want that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Just like, here's all your time back and here's a ton of cash. (laughs) Yeah. Would you, do you think that was almost like a, a moment of like, 
shit, man, what do I do now? Like I, I've already gotten, you know, Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. and then it, it, it almost like messes with you. Cause it's like, if you're working towards something, you're climbing, you're like every day you wake up, okay, I got to grind. I got to do this. And then now you're like, I don't have to do shit today. Like I can just go back to sleep. Right. No, there's the, there's a big, it takes time to turn the chapter over, you know, and land on the next one and figure out what the next one's going to be about. Because you're right. It has the last, you know, years have all just been grinding on this yeah. one specific skill set I've been building. And then it's like, done. Pause. What's next? Why well, haven't spent a lot of time thinking about what's next? So yeah. um, I actually just got back from a trip to Costa Rica. I decided it would be a good idea to take some ayahuasca. Um, for <laughs> Do you remember days when you went to Costa, Costa Rica, Rica in high school and you brought a didgeridoo? Do you yeah. remember that? <laughs> yep. Got a digit. Love the digits. Yeah. But ayahuasca seems to be a really good way to either discover what the next chapter is going to be about. At least for me, it was very effective. Yeah. Um, Tell us but there more was like a that. month and a half of like being lost because people would ask me like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I don't really do anything or like I'm not doing anything. Hmm. You know, so I would, it was just total new chapter of like discovering what was the what, what was next, you know, because I know I'm just getting started. It's not like I'm at the end of anything, right? It's a whole life shit is getting started. Things are just starting to happen now with this new chapter with this, this new, uh, you know, ability. So, but I don't really know what it was going to be about. So I went to take ayahuasca in Costa Rica and it was the most like, tr transformative thing for sure. For me at that moment in time, definitely discovered, you know, what it's going to be about, what the next things are going to be about. Um, had a lot of breakthroughs in terms of like finding the purpose and discovering old talents that I love. Um, but, uh, mostly around writing, writing was a big kind of opening eye for me because I had like given up on writing a year and a half ago and just like hired a writer to write for me because I'd be writing advertisements. The past five years, I'd be writing ads to sell e-commerce products like pillows and bed sheets and uh, brain supplements and skincare products and all these different types of products. I just learned to write ads, copywriting. I learned how to write words that sell. And then I just kind of gave up on that. And then I hired someone to do it for me. But I, I journal all the time and I love writing. And then when I went to took ayahuasca, the craziest fucking thing happened to me on the first day. And I was like, I got to go write this whole story down. So I like grinded four and five hours and wrote this story. And then the next day, the craziest thing happened. I was like, I got to write this story down because there's going to be a day three. So I wrote that down and then I wrote, and that was super weird. But when I posted it, it was the craziest thing ever because I didn't really want to post what happened on day two because it was so wild and out there and not out of the norm. But I was one day I was like, you know, fuck it. There's not enough content like this on the planet. So I need to like contribute some crazy ass content, you know? So once I posted that, then I just unlocked all this like freedom of not caring what my parents thought or not caring what people thought anymore. And it was like, if I get crucified for this, so be it. Catch me if you can though, because I'm bouncing all the fuck around the world. So <laughs> try and catch me. You know what I mean? So it's like, why am I so worried about what people yeah. think and all that stuff? Like, and then it, it turned out everybody loved it. So I got done with writing this, that, and then it was just like thing like, dude, I'm like, I'm a writer. I love writing. And so it just woke this old dead passion in me that was kind of, you know, that was kind of dying. So right now, the next couple chap next couple months are about like writing a book that I'm putting on, which is like the first, you know, 10 years of entrepreneurship. But um, it was totally an amazing. It just took off all of the leashes of caring about what my parents thought and what anybody thought and just being exactly who I am 100% at all costs, right? Not because people don't want to be who they are because they're afraid of the consequences. You know, they're afraid of what people are going to say or of that. And it's just being who you are, no matter the consequences, at all costs, 100%. Well, do you think now, because you have so much money, potentially, like, do you feel like it's better for you to be that way now? Because you're like, fuck it, nothing's really going to affect me, even if there were, 
you know, it is, it is the fuck you money makes a big deal for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's part of, that's why they call it the fuck you money. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's cause you can just be who you are at all, like at all expenses. Right. Cause it's, it's all good at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, like I don't have a boss who would yell at me. I don't have a girlfriend who do anything. Right. I, I have a mom who would send me Bible verses. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause like, you know, we could go through too- the whole process of like, yeah, you know, you, you've made it in business, you know, you've made it by all accords of public eyes and you still have to like deal with your parents. And I mean, you still love them. You care what they think, but to get to a place where, you know, I mean, I'm sure your mom loves what you're doing at one level and she also cares about your oh, well-being, sure. but you know, she's just trying to protect her son from anything that maybe you won't know what you're getting into. And I don't know. I mean, that's just how parents are. Right. So yeah, mom. And like, I, I, I totally get that. Like, you know, when I put podcasts out and stuff, my number one fan is my mom. She listens to all of them. Right. And she'll be like, why did you say it like that? Or you should, you should probably not use these words. Right. The other thing, right? Like, yeah. Um, right. It's funny because you care Probably about mom, but I'm doing me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, your parents are, are probably like just blown away by what you've been able to pull off, you know, and they, they just want the best for you. And I think at the end of the day, would you say though, like for, I feel for a lot of the young adults that listen to my content and stuff like they, some of them have a good relationship with their parents, but most of them don't. Right. And how critical would you say that has been for you as someone who's kind of been carving his own path out, you know, not like going to a traditional like work life. I don't even know if you went to college. I don't, I don't remember. And like just going into, you know, whatever it is you wanted to do. And then having that like kind of sense of like disappointment potentially towards your parents, but, but, you know, then also like, you know, overcoming all of that, like what, how has that played out for you? And, and what would you like tell to someone who maybe doesn't have a great relationship with their parents? Like, is that important in your view, you know, to like amend? Um, listen, I mean, like, uh, my, your parents, like your parents advice can't get you farther than how far they got on their own. Mm. Right. So you can't get farther than how far your parents got using their advice. You can't get farther than anybody using their advice, but how far they got. Like no one, like you have to That's a really good learn from the people who are where you want to be. You know what I mean? You can't take advice from someone who's not where you want to be. So it's almost like I love you, mom, I love you, dad, but I'm looking for, you know, 20x results here. You know what I mean? I'm looking to take you everyone's talking about making hundred grand a year. I want to make a million dollars a year. Yeah. Right. That type of stuff. So I need to really throw out the door what most people think is a good idea or what most what I've been learning is a good idea. And if I want 1% results, I really got to find, you know, 1% of the ideas that nobody else wants to take. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, that's, I got to make decisions that nobody else wants to take. I've got a quick favor to ask of you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could take one minute of your time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way, and I'd really, really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, thank you again. Please share this episode with someone you know, a friend or family member. Download the episode or share the link, whatever works for you. Now let's get back to it. Well, you know, so love them, love them to death, but you can't let them hold you back. Yes, yes. No, that's a really good way to say, right? Like your parents, they've... And our parents, all of us, they've, they've, they lived in a different time and they got to where they are. They raised us. They gave us all the support that they could. And now to go to the next level, like I think even in our previous conversation, you were finding mentors that were giving you kind of insights into 
the next chapter of your life, which at that time, I think it was more around marketing and selling products and stuff. On a side note, you got to help me sell some of these backdrops, dude. You got to, you got to hook me up whenever you settle down. <laughs> I need some of your help. Um, it's, it's a good product, I think, for people making content online. I call it podcast backdrops, but it's basically a fabric banner. Okay. You know, um, I just have to find a way to like create cool. an ad around it. it. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it has good margins. I feel like we can sell it to gamers and everything like that. Um, that was just a tangent I had to throw in there. Um, what's been interesting for me, I've been getting overwhelming amount of messages from young adults that tell me that, you know, they hate school, they feel stuck, they don't know what to do with their life, they feel lost, they want to make money, but they don't have a passion and they don't have any clue on what they want to do. A lot of them smoke too much weed um, and they don't know how to really quit on uh, on that or if, slow it down. Uh, they get high, but they don't enjoy it. They get anxious and they spend all their money on weed and they're broke. Like, I don't know if any of this has ever been a part of yeah. your life, but like. I'm, I'm pro weed. Me too. But I think if it starts to get you to a point where you're more anxious than you, you know, it should make you feel better, not, you know, be the thing 100%. That, that it should make you feel even better as I, as I was told in my, in a discussion I had rather than the thing that makes you better, right? Like you should already be good. And then it makes you feel the next level. Versus like, right. I feel like shit and I have to smoke weed to feel better. But then that's just a perpetual loop of not going anywhere with it, right? So what do you think the question these kids have? I think it's just like not finding their passion, right? Like what what do we do? Right. What do we do to find our passions? Like what has worked for you? I mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's start there. Right. So definitely doing what you love is not the best way to go about it because I love skateboarding. And what I really did was just create a life where I was sleeping on my friend's floors and working at a skate shop and driving a car that didn't work. And it was really a shitty life that I created, you know? Mm. And then, so I moved to the mountains to get, take a break from doing what I loved and try to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And during that process, what I discovered was that what I really love to do is live a life that I love. What I really love to do is create a life that I love. You know what I mean? Create, I love, I love us having sick days, a sick, amazing, fantastic, incredible days where I wake up and I'm doing everything I've always wanted to do. And that's what I really love. Yeah. So to me, what I discovered was like creating the life that I love. So sitting down with a piece of paper and like designing what would be the sickest day ever I could be living, you know, wake up, rip a read for, you know, 30 minutes, jump in the Lambo, hit the gym, go rip across the town to somewhere over there, you know, say bye to the beautiful Swedish girl in the bed, you know, just like completely just creating this life, you know, and then, and then the vehicle that takes me there. I discovered was something that I really loved too. When I got into internet marketing, it was because I could create this life of making money from a laptop. And that just, it, it was all centered around how do I create a life that I love um, doing what I love to do? Because even though I love skateboarding, I created this life where it was really shitty and really lacking and scarce mm -hmm. and not fun. And it was very not cool. Um, so when I looked at it, because we're all creating a life, every single day you get up and you wake up and you do something with your day, you know what I mean? So what would be the sickest, most epic day ever? You know, what, like what type to me, if I'm making 50 grand every two weeks, that really helps me make whatever fucking life I want to make. You know what I mean? Like it's a pretty sick goal. You do that for 12 months in a row. That's a million dollars a year. You just have to figure out how to get to 50 grand every two weeks. And then once you do that, you can figure out how to do it a lot. Then you can live a pretty fucking sick life. You know, when I discovered that goal, it was kind of like, that's something I don't want to miss out on experiencing. You know, I really want to experience that at least one time, at least try it out. I can always go back to being broke if I want to, mm. but you know, it'd be a cool thing to give it a shot if I could. And then. Were you ever at a point in your life, um, maybe earlier where maybe something like weed or mushrooms or anything else, like any of these other psychedelics or, um, 
that that became almost like a dependency for you? And did you ever have to like get yourself to climb out of that? Is there anything that you could share uh, around um, that? So first off, I love smoking weed, but I don't do indica. I don't do indica, which bullshit, you know, make you lazy, dumb, stupid. Mm. I do sativa, make you smart and creative. And I do it, I, I smoke and I journal. So I pull out mm. my journal and I just write down what's going on. What am I love? What do I love doing? What's going on with my life? Talk about, I just reflect on what's what I've been doing, talk about where I'm going in the future, work on my goals. And that helps me be really creative because you get a lot of really good ideas when you're high, but they're kind of like slippery fish. You got them and mm. then you fucking forgot them. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I like writing them down. You, I have to write them down. So I use a little iPad so I can type super ultra fast. Yes. I just sit down on my Evernote. I put in what day it is today in the year and I just go and I just dump everything out onto um, that. But so you're not the, like getting high in the middle of the day while you're working. Absolutely stuff, not. Right? No, no, so, no. That, you, so maybe talk about like the habit that you have developed around it, like consumption. Right. So never in the morning, never in the, never in the evening. It's just, it's just maybe after six o'clock when I get home and I want to chill mm -hmm. and I want to do something that really, you know, is really fun. Cause I'm not a TV guy. TV is not super cool to me, even though I do get stuck in YouTube binges all the time too, which is basically TV these days. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, like, so you don't watch Netflix or nothing. I watch the secret over and over again. Wow. Okay. If I watch TV and I watch the secret, but I know I don't do Netflix. Um, no, it's, I don't like series at all because it just sucks me into an eight hour fucking thing. I got to use my life on and it's throwing in my life. But, um, so yeah, never, no, in the you got to use it responsibly. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That's, that's the key. I think at the end of the day. And also like, I think if, if you do it too often, right? Like I think you would agree if you were high all the time, you don't know what you're like when you're sober and you don't really get that opportunity to act on who, where you are. Like, I feel like when you smoke weed, it's almost like putting VR glasses and you can see all this projection of what you could be, these vivid, you know, thoughts and you can feel them. And, but when you come down from that, you realize like, okay, I'm, I'm still at this like level here. So how do I get up from here? Then you got to do the work. And I think a lot of young adults that I've been communicating with are getting lost in this loop of just kind of getting high you know, like getting lost in that eight hour loop of uh, watching this video of their potential, but then not doing anything with it. Right. So maybe what would you recommend for those who have big goals or want to achieve big things like you have? Obviously, it's not like one thing you do and it just leads you to a, you know, a big reward. It's, it's a lot of little things over time. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe talk to me about how you've developed that sort of long term trajectory, your, your, your mindset around patience, perhaps. You know, how's um, that been? And not comparing yourself to like all the other gurus or other people. I'm sure there are people that you look up to, or maybe even, I'm not going to use the models, word. Yeah. yeah. Maybe use the word kind of like envy. Like for me, I'll say this, like I had to uh, realize that I became really self-aware that I was conditioned to compare myself too much. You know, that probably came from the bodybuilding mindset. And I stopped, I stopped looking at everybody's content. Like I unfollowed everyone. And I was like, I'm not going to look at anybody's shit. So if I'm on my phone, it's only because I'm posting something and then I'm off of it. And I'm not going to just scroll endlessly because that builds this unconscious insecurity in me or it grows that in right. me. So I'm curious, like, how how have you kind of uh, um, navigated this? Yeah, well, on, on the deepest level, it's all about beating who you are. Like, so I'm about beating my high scores, right? So mm -hmm. that's what I care about is doing the best I've ever done. Um, I've all, I always want to... Every project has to be the coolest thing I've ever worked on. That's what makes it exciting for me. Um, and when it comes to like comparing yourself, uh, part of like, you know, uh, the millionaire mindset or the secrets of the millionaire mind book is like, you know, successful people, you know, 
praise other successful people and unsuccessful people like resent them. So it's, I like looking at other people's stuff as like, you know, that's super cool. I appreciate it. I value that, but it's, it's, and some people, you know, have gotten there before I have and are younger than me. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with me because I like, feel like I'm on track and I'm like, I'm doing my thing and I'm in my, I'm on my path and I'm listening to the higher power that's giving me guidance and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, comparison is not something that's good, but I, I am inspired by a lot of what other people do. So I like checking out what other people are doing. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, that's a good idea of a dream life. But at the same time, it's like, I am super unique. And everyone, if you're watching this, you're super unique. And, you know, you have your own special super rock star fucking path that's set out for you. Yeah. Um, and it's about going down that. And when you're going down that, just things will line up. Bad things and good things will line up. But like, you'll just... You'll have like, I don't know, you know, when you're on your fucking like on your path and following what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not really affected too much by the whole comparison thing, but I've been affected by it in the past. And it's definitely something where it's like, you know, this is my path. It's, it is where it is. I, this is where I am right now. And these are the cards I have and I have to play my cards. You know, I just, all I can do is play the cards in my mm. fucking hand. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so you just, became really kind of like humbled with, this is my situation. I, regardless of like how good or regardless bad it is, right? of anything else, anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this, I learned this lesson actually when I had joined the army, my parents made me join the army so I could afford I remember to those to days, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the only fucking goddamn thing I learned in the army was that I remember it doesn't matter how pissed off or frustrated or depressed or sad or trapped or lonely or anything. It doesn't matter how I feel at all. I'm still lying in this fucking mud pit at three in the morning with a rifle staring off in the fucking black space, mm. cold as balls with fucking two feet up to my fucking neck, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it doesn't matter how bad I feel. I'm in this fucking goddamn situation. Regardless can't get of out of it. I, feel, I can't get out of it. And the only thing that makes it better, the only thing that makes this fucking hellhole better is having a fucking positive state of mind is having a positive, empowering state of mind where I feel good. And I have positive, empowering emotions and that's actually what gets me out of it faster and makes it everything work better. Um, the whole depressing, debilitating stuff just would not work and would not change anything for me. I was still stuck with these cards in my hand. Yeah. So it's just, these are the things I got. What, what do I do with this? You know what I mean? How do I play, how do I play the cards in my hand? Do you still at this stage in your life feel anxious or get depressed at all? Even to a degree, like a small degree? I mean, I think that if everyone gets depressed, I definitely get depressed, but I feel like what's different for me is how long I stay there. And I mm -hmm. feel like with if the difference with everybody is how long they stay there. Yeah. Because I'm able to bounce back into positive emotions and hold those for a long period of time. I have this tattoo on my arm says something amazing, which stands for something amazing is about to happen. I don't know if you can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I think I remember you um, either like writing that somewhere. I read that from you and that really inspired me for, for a while. Cause I was actually, I would wake up so I can share for me. Like, I, I feel like I'm in, I'm in a very good place in my life now, way more, way better than I was three, four years ago. And I always wake up still in the morning at times where my mind is already like, I don't know, go racing a hundred miles an hour and it's trying to solve problems and it's trying to like look for solutions to things. And it's also like very critical. And then I'll wake up and I'd be like, fuck man, I gotta like, what am I going to do with myself today? Like I can't, I can't break this much ground in, in, you know, in a day or a week or whatever. And then I always come back to like, 
you know, I don't know the future and today could be a great day. Like, why, why do I have to already start with this assumption that like, I'm, I'm, you know, so far back in the race or whatever, you know? So I think that's a very interesting motto to have, like something amazing is going to happen today. You know, like good things are always out there. It's just, you have to seek for them. And I think when you, if you orient yourself to look for them, they will come to you. And if you orient yourself to look for the problems, they will come to you too. Like, right. Like I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. So I I wrote down this question. It was, I was very curious because now you're at a point in your life where I don't think you're really chasing money anymore. And you're definitely a very creative guy, but would you say what, like, what would you say is more important of a driver? Is it being creative or is it chasing the money? Like is money more important than creativity? Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's a really good one because everybody knows like I totally huge fan of money, like the money's biggest fan for sure. Hands down way better life when I got a ton of it than when I got none of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> hands fucking down, like hands down, <laughs> no arguing on that one. Right. So, but you know, to me, it's never been about chasing the money, right? Because what I love the most is growth and getting better and better and better and climbing like my own version of Mount Everest. Now, mm-hmm. before I got into business, I was really addicted to Guitar Hero and I would bust my ass and get all these fucking points in Guitar Hero. But I just got so frustrated that I would work so hard to get all these points and I, I couldn't do anything with these goddamn mm. fucking points. It was like this stupid fucking skill set I learned that would do nothing for me. Mm. So when I got into media buying and affiliate marketing, it was kind of like a video game too because I'm still hitting buttons on a laptop. It's literally the same fucking thing as a video game. There's numbers on a screen. There's points in the bank account. It's the same fucking thing. I hit that, the number either goes up or it goes down. And But the difference is I can do something with these fucking points. So I really got into climbing the mountain of doubling my high score, which is, which is like, what's the most amount of money I've ever made in a day? How do I double that? You know, it's not about make oh more money, more money. It's like, I want to be the best I've ever been at my video game. You know what I mean? I want to get five stars on that goddamn song. I want to get, I want to hit that fucking milestone of having a campaign that makes $10,000 a day or does better than that. Or it has a month that does this. That's twice as high as I've ever been in my life. And if I do that, there happens to be a pile of treasure at the top. You know what I mean? But that's not the whole, there's so many fucking benefits of doing that, but that's not the point. The point is that I like, doing the best I've ever done, working on the most exciting thing I've ever done and going for something that makes me push and stretch. I've discovered that anything too high than double, going over double, like the most amount of money I've ever made a month is too high and going less than double is too low. And for me, that North star of like, how do I double the most amount of money I've ever made in a day um, is just the perfect fucking goddamn goal for media buying, affiliate marketing, advertising, because if you spend a thousand dollars a day on ads and you get 2000 back, Tomorrow, you just go into your account and just go duplicate campaign, spend $2,000 tomorrow. And if the ROI holds, you'll do $4,000 the next day. And you just made twice as much money as you did if you ever done before. Mm-hmm. So it's totally doable, totally possible. And uh, it's the perfect North Star. And now it's just always the funnest ladder for me to climb. I got so many friends that I passed and never actually went super far in media buying. And I know for a fact it was because they didn't like what I'm saying right now for doubling the high score. What they loved was they wanted safety and security and they wanted to make $100 a day every day for three months in a row. And they were so focused on just safety and security. And they were like, no, fuck the roller coaster because it is it is a fucking roller coaster and it's d- d- down and you got to abandon ship all the time because you discover the path you're on is never going to get you twice as much money as you ever made in a month. You know, so you got to abandon ship. So basically, ships. you know, the failures are like immediately versus like a long tail, like, 100%. right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but the guys, 
listen, if you don't fucking focus on it, you're never going to accidentally land on making twice as much money as you ever made in a month. Mm-hmm. You don't just step out of your house and slip on a banana and land on twice as much money you ever made in a month. You know what I mean? It's like you get there on purpose, right? Because you've been focusing and grinding it towards it. And if you never set the goal, you're never going to get there. So doubling the, the that little light is perfect, right? It's the great, it's a great thing. And I discovered this from you know wanting to make ten thousand dollars a month seven years ago and never doing it for years and years and years. And I was too good for things that would make me three thousand dollars a month because my goal is ten thousand dollars a month. But I wasn't even making one thousand dollar a month, right? I wasn't mm-hmm. making anything. So it was this like slap in the face, like bro, any progress is progress. Like if if you've never made a dollar online, then if losing $10 in a day is still a high score, right? Try to lose $5 in a day, then try to break even, then try to make $5 in a day. You're still, that's your high score. It is what it is. Just climb that little ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, there's amazing, super inspiring that lights you up goals, like making 50 grand every two weeks, but there's milestones, which is what you need to focus on today. You need to visualize the inspiring shit that gets you excited. And then you need to focus on so what is it? If you it's made the macro day, and the micro execution, the right? Macro and the micro execution. The you focus on the fifty grand or sorry, the, the t- double your high score. But at bed, you're visualizing the fucking the big, you know, exciting shit, right? Because if you're just trying to get a fifteen percent raise at work, thirty percent raise at work, it's it it's not going to change shit with your life. You know what I mean? This not, you're gonna your car is gonna be a little bit better. That's gonna be a little bit bigger, and you're gonna have a little bit nicer restaurants, and you're still gonna be broke at the end of the fucking week like you just were before because you spent everything else that you just got more. Mm-hmm. So, big big swings, big 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 swings are the way to go. So to complete that topic though, creativity. Um, yeah. Anything anything you want to mention about that? Like, so you mentioned obviously for the money goals, trying to like you know, propel yourself to, okay, I want to make double than I am uh, in a day. Well, that's where the creativity comes from. It's How creatively, cre- it's creatively setting the goals is what you're saying. It's, it's client creative, creatively climbing the Mount Everest. You know yeah. what I mean? Double I score is the Mount Everest that I'm all about. I mm-hmm. love the idea of having a big Mount Everest that you need to climb in your life that you want to climb. I don't actually want to fucking climb real Mount Everest. That's not <laughs> me. I'm not a fucking, I'm not one of those dudes. Right. Yeah. And how do you deal with the, because, you know, it, one of the things that's been challenging for me and I think for others is we set big goals, you you know, and more times than not, you don't always get to your goals, but then managing that sort of, uh, you know, that defeated moment or like feeling like, shit, man, I don't know if it'll work. Like, how, how do you deal with that? I mean, maybe it's different at this point, but maybe look back to your past when you yeah. weren't, you know, killing it. But like, how did you manage like, fuck, man, I have these big goals. I work hard, but it's not going anywhere. And, and then like, like getting into that negative loop. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if you think about like one, what's the most exciting thing I could be working on is climbing this little Mount Everest. It's always the most exciting thing. There's nothing else that's more exciting. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing than climbing something so fucking cool. So exciting, you know, just being on the kind of the path. Um, yeah, there's definitely been horrible, dark, long, dark, moments, you know, that lasted a long time where I'd be curling up in a ball and crying on my floor, hoping that things would just, I would just teleport out when I opened my eyes, you know, but, uh, that what were you happen. doing? If I can hold on to that for a moment, when you were in those really dark places, what were, what were you trying to do to just keep yourself 
balanced a little bit? Like what worked for you? I would listen to Les Brown a lot. Les okay. Brown was my guy when things were struggling. It's not over till I win. Mm-hmm. I would listen to motivational fucking YouTube videos like crazy, dude. That was food for my soul Got it. when I was struggling. In the movie, McDonald, the McDonald's movie, yeah. there's, there's, bro, I cried in that scene when he walked into his fucking shitty hotel room after failing and he turned on Earl Nightingale on the fucking radio and he sat down in a shitty little room listening to the fucking goddamn things. I had done that so many times that just pulled my fucking heartstring like nothing else. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I just flash back to every single moment of me just sucking dick and being terrible and putting on a goddamn Tony Robbins podcast or a Les Brown podcast to help me get through it. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no shame in the struggle. The shame is in quitting and not, and not trying in the first place. Only people who never go, only people who never try are going to criticize you for struggling. No one actually who's been through it, you know, there's no shame in the struggle, but it still hurts to struggle. It you know hurts. I mean? Yes. It hurts to struggle. It hurts. You got to push yourself through it. I mean, that's the biggest lesson I learned from working out. It's like, it's never easy. It's never like a breeze. It always sucks. That one hour that I'm in it, it just sucks. The whole time I'm in yeah. pain. It's like, oh man, I'm tired, but you got to do it. And then you feel great when you're done. No matter, and it's maybe a good analogy to it is like, no matter how good of a workout or, or how much effort you put into it, if you were struggling and you got through it, at the end of the day, you got through that day, right? Like every single day isn't going to be a hundred percent A plus day. But you still have to live. I guess here's here's another one that I thought of, which really helped me was no matter like how big your imagination is or how big your goals are, you still have to live every minute of every single day. And you have to find a way to manage that at the end of it. Right. Like if you could do that, you know, for if 24 hours, if, you know, eight of those were really awesome and and that's what you got out of that day, then that's what you got. out of the day. Like enjoy that, celebrate that and and move forward with it. Right. Like the next day you it's unwritten still. Right. Like um, I want to pivot to a little bit of, of your business background a little bit, because uh, a lot of young adults that are listening to me are very uh, interested in being either a hustler or an entrepreneur of some sort. And I think they're two separate things. Um, and I want you to hear your take on like, what would you say to those young, young hustlers or young adults who are aspiring to be? Oh, I got one for you guys. Listen, young hustlers, the biggest mistake I did when I started my first business at 21 was starting my first business at 21. <laughs> the biggest mistake I made was starting my first business. Definitely, for sure, dude. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to be CEO. I'm going to be founder. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. All titles, mm-hmm, ego titles, mm-hmm. right? But little did I know that took me four years of failure to discover. The one lesson that I learned after fi- starting businesses and failing for four years was that I'm a fucking pretty shitty entrepreneur. I'm pretty retarded and I need to get find some mentors to learn from. Hmm. And I need to stop focusing on being the CEO and being number one and being the guy who blah, 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 blah. And I need to start, I need to find a master and become an apprentice to a goddamn fucking master and stop with your own business stuff. Go, go be like, I was so wrong about internships. Such a great place. Getting in for free, learning from game changers, um, not getting a job. This isn't about getting a job. This is about getting on a team of gangsters, right? Same thing on the outside, way different thing on the inside. I was, I'm not signing up for 10 fucking places to get a job. I'm looking at who is the biggest motherfuckers in my city, around my, in my surrounding cities, in the United States, if I could, how do I get in the room, a job in for them on the right seat on the bus, right seat on the right bus. That was so important. I had to, I had to get on the wrong seat on the right bus, which ended in failure. I got 
on the right bus in the wrong seat. Right. So I mean, I got <laughs> the all the permutations, <laughs> all the all the different fucking angles, bro. Because I I just kept trying. It wasn't until I was I realized right bus, right seat. Yeah. You know, right skill set. Yeah. Right seat means the right skill set. Right. I wanted to be a media buyer. I got a job as a business development guy. That fucked me up. I want to take another quick moment to thank our sponsors, Podcast Backdrops. If you do any kind of video content or pictures online or you're doing any sort of selling over Zoom calls, you really need to check them out because it will make you look professional from the get-go. Having your brand, your logo, and what you're all about behind you, hiding all your clutter, makes you look so much more professional when you put yourself out there on the internet. So check out Podcast Backdrops if you want to level up your game. Because it was not aligned with what you were going. It was not aligned, but I didn't realize it because I was like, I want to work for this guy. I want to be good for him, you know, but it just set me off down the wrong fucking road Hmm. onto the hardest rock bottom I've ever, you know, experienced in my life is where that went. Hmm. And then after I smacked my head against that rock bottom, I was like, okay, I was on the right bus, but I was in the wrong seat. I need to be good at media buying, not business development, right? Very specific skill set. So let's go find another bus. I'm going to be in this fucking seat on this bus. doing this specific role. And um, so the point being, don't try to go and become a CEO and just have that title. Like I've met young adults who are like 21 years old and they're like, I'm a CEO and a founder. It's like, yeah, but you have no sales. So like, what the fuck? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I would have a business card. I hadn't had out girls my business card. I was so proud. <laughs> it's like, cool. You know how to use Canva. Good for you. No bro. one ever <laughs> called me. No one ever called me. <laughs> Not one phone. It's like, it's like yeah, I have no sales. I have no clients, but I have all the public perception. And I, I think live in my mom's basement. Yeah. This is this is a very good point. I'm glad we're talking about it because look, it's possible to change that, right? If you humble yourself enough to realize that you got to learn some shit, and and you know you can't just get to the top by just magic, right? It's gonna take take some time. It's gonna take that effort. Yeah. So, can we talk about school real quick? Please, dude. Please, please. please. You, yeah, let's talk about school. Bro. Let me just, okay, so young college, young, you're just getting out of high school. Listen, guys, I didn't go to fucking college. I did for a second, actually. I showed up and they made me take some math class I took in like junior year of high school. It was so disrespectful. They made me do all these fucking credits to make me a well-rounded student that was really just wasting my time and feeling like I was just getting fucked in the face <laughs> by the whole school system. So, you know, I, I abandoned ship and moved back to my parents' By the basement. way, I want to say Peter was actually a very good student, surprisingly, when we were in, in school. Like you were a very good musician and you were actually very smart. So it's not like you were shitty at school. I wanted to Bro, just point that, that out. Was, I was only good at math. Everything else was terrible. <laughs> well, you I were very good. Ca- <laughs> I, I was very yeah. I got B in English. You were pl- you were you're taking like calculus two or some shit in high school, I think. No, no, so, no, 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 no. I I I laid back down to make it easier on myself. <laughs> All right, sorry, go on. I just wanted to point that out, but anyhow. Yeah. So I was in my parents' basement in the middle of nowhere and all my friends were getting smarter at college and getting laid. And I was stranded in the middle of nowhere being getting dumber by the day and not getting laid. And after a while, you know, I went to this conference and everyone was talking about books. And I was like, I fucking hate books because I hated English. And I English was my worst class ever. My, every time my parents gave me a book, I got yelled at because I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. And I got a D in the class. So I had so much negativity linked to books. But I went to this class and I went to this conference. Everyone was fucking talking about these business books. And I'm like, oh, I feel like an idiot because I haven't read any of these things. So let me just go to the library or let me go to Barnes and Noble. I haven't checked out the business section, you know, ever in my life. So let me just go look at it. And I went and I remember looking at this bar- this section. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, like there's like 
how to do how to build a business, how to do marketing, how to do this, how to do this. It was like it was it was literally just all of this stuff. And I was like, bro, I don't need to go to college. I can just take Adderall and get a bunch of fucking books. I'm already in my parents' basement with no distractions. I can just Adderall, basement, books, grind, and just go through all these things. And I ended up reading like 200 of the best business, sales, subconscious, psychology books, mindset books on the planet. And that's what differentiated me from a lot of people. And yeah, you don't you don't need schooling, but you need an education for sure. Hit the goddamn books. There's so even at my state I'm right now, I still read a shitload because I have so much further to go. There's so much I don't know. There's so much to be discovered in the wisdom of people who have gone before you, just like we're on this call right now. Like the same thing goes down, you know. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, wrote down a bunch of shit. If he was speaking, people would come from miles to go listen to this guy fucking talk, but they don't realize the guy wrote a fucking book called I Can't Accept Like Not Trying or something like that. You know, so, and it's an incredible book on mindset. I want to make it, sure people don't take the wrong message out of this. And it's, he's not telling you to take Adderall so you can study. I think that was a tactic that you use. I don't want people to go get hooked on Adderall now. <laughs> bro, it was so effective for me. I can't why I can't deny it. So effective because I was so ADD and so out of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I, to me, it just took it to the next level. I could slam through books, have high retention, like nothing else. And uh, it was super effective. I don't take it anymore. I'm totally out of it. Thank you. But, and it was a weird, it was a weird, it doesn't work for me anymore at all. Um, but it is a tool for sure. It is a tool. tool. And yeah. if you use it responsibly, if you use it responsibly, everything's fine in moderation. And I used to own, one of my first businesses was a re, I helped people get into rehab. It was lead generation for rehab center. So I had a hotline where I would listen to people, you know, they would call this hotline to get into rehab and I would put up ads to promote my hotline and inspire people to call the, call the number. And I got to listen to all these people on drugs and hear how drugs fucked up their life, lost their job, their parents hate them, their girlfriend left them, they're about to kill themselves, but they're going to call this, try to get the rehab before. So what I learned from that business is everything's fine in moderation. Just don't be, just use it responsibly. Adderall is totally a tool that can definitely be used responsibly. The new stuff, modafinil, it can definitely be used responsibly. It can definitely be used irresponsibly. Weed is a tool that can be used responsibly to help inspire creativity, come up with new ideas. But if you smoke it every goddamn day, you're fucking waste your life away. If you take Adderall every single day, you're going to waste your life away and it's Mm going to fuck with your brain. You know what I mean? But it's to throw it out the window is a missed opportunity because these things can be used for success. You know, even like sex, if you do it every, if you can become a sex addict, that'll be horrible for you. Yes. But don't throw that out the window, dude. Come on. You know what I mean? Use it. It's like just, yes. it's, there's so many things that is such a great tool that could be abused. Adderall is definitely one of them. I don't take it anymore. It doesn't work for me, but. Thank you for clarifying that. Actually, that's, that yeah. was very, very helpful. I think that portion, I'm going to make a fucking clip out of that one for TikTok. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> Okay, here, here's a good one. Since you've had, you know, your ayahuasca trip um, as of recent, um, you know, I've had definitely uh, several moments uh, in my past that have kind of awoken me to this, you know, this ego that I've had that I've had to build to survive the first half of my life, the first quarter of my life, right? How do you find yourself balancing um, this uh, transition between, you know, being a, an ego and then also in a broader sense being consciousness and, and sort of the, the dance that the two do, right? Because like once you start to get really into understanding what we are and you start to see that all of our thoughts are just passing, you know, clouds, they're not persistent, but there's some ideas that keep coming up and we are like Peter is this, uh, this identity, this ego, this person, you know, same thing with me. But then 
if I sit back in a meditation, like, and I see all of that shed away, like, who, who am I really? Like, and what am I trying to do? Like, kind of balancing these two, the duality of our existence in a way, and that's another way to say, it. and, you know, how have you navigated that? Like, because if you're just ego all the time, pushing, 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 you will hit a wall inevitably and you will, you know, be upset or disappointed or whatever. But if you're purely like all like spiritual all the time, then you're not doing shit. You're just like floating around into this like philosophical pool of like, oh, everything is like, you know, we're all a part of this universe and everything is great and blah, blah, blah. Like I get both sides of them now, but I want to know your take on kind of maybe a transition of balance with both of those um, things. Like you're, you're saying like the materialistic world and. Yeah, I suppose in a way like. in the nature world. I would say, I would say like, I mean, okay, let me, let me maybe rephrase it. Like what is, what is an ego to you? Like, what do you think that is? Um, what is the ego to me? It's, it's kind of like an identity. Mm -hmm. I would say in the simplest form. So would you say you live more ego, egotistically or do you, do you live more consciously? Maybe ego, you know, I don't have a solid definition on ego. It might be something like, you know, thinking that you're better than others in a sense. Um, but listen, I'm all about like being who I am to a T at all costs. And, you know, who I used to be before was a guy who had like a gaping hole and was kind of like an attention whore and wanted to get attention. So who I was was a guy who was trying to get attention that would, you know, put things out there that would be super big for the ego. Cause I would try to fill a void. Mm. Right. So it was an unhealthy kind of thing to fill this ego. Now things after doing, taking the Hoffman process, which helped me fix a lot of this, everything. Sorry, what process? The Hoffman process. Hoffman process. Yeah. It was one of the most transformational things I've ever done. I'm not familiar with it. I'm gonna look that up. Bro, this fucking, one of my mentors told me about it. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And then I watched the video. I was like, oh my God, it's about like childhood traumas and how you were growing up mm -hmm. for your parents and how you were, all these patterns you picked up when you were four years old and how it's affecting your entire life and how you can't do anything about it if you don't go back and fix these little patterns. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> little I know, it was an eight month waiting list because everybody else already figured out to fucking sign up to this thing. So mm -hmm. I had to wait eight months to go to this goddamn retreat. And I went there because I'm a middle child and I had all these middle child issues from being neglected as a kid. And uh, all this stuff. And that made me, you know, seek the love and the attention that I didn't really get as a kid, which made me attention whore. And also it turned me into kind of a narcissist where I couldn't really care about other people. Um, and I was like, what's up with that? Like, I would love to just give a shit, but I really don't. Hmm. I really don't give a shit. And all this stuff was unpacked, uncovered, and, you know, discovered on this Hoffman experience. Seven days long. You can't bring a cell phone or anything. One of the most incredible things I've ever done. And... Um, Totally healed a hole. I was a guy driving towards a cliff, you know, which is what a lot of successful, high achieving people are, is they're trying to prove and validate to them that they're worthy of being loved, you know, that they, because they didn't get a lot of love from their parents mm. as a, as a thing. And they're trying to show like, Hey, I'm worthy. I'm good enough to do that, this, that, and the other thing. And it never fills the hole permanently. So they keep going for more and more and more. And when they finally get the jet or the biggest mountain, the mansion, and they realize there's no more but they're still empty. That's when Rashid will kill themselves. You know hmm. what I mean? So I was one of those guys driving towards a cliff and this just totally, you know, learned to heal the inner child that was curled up in a ball and not feeling too hot 
and uh, learn to love yourself and learn to fill the whole hole inside. And then, then everything now comes from a place of love. Driving Lambos isn't because I need to seek validation more. It comes because I love it, you know, because I love them. It comes just because, because I love them. I love mansions because I love them. You know I mean? It comes from, if it comes from a place of love, it's healthy. If it comes from anything else, it's, it's unhealthy and it seeks validation and it seeks approval. And uh, it's because there's something there that needs to be filled. And until you fill that, you'll be struggling. Along the same path, what would you tell people that tell me that, you know, hey, I'll take care of my spiritual like journey when I have all the money? Right now, I'm focused on just making the money. You know, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster in my own experience. But what would you say? Um, I mean, just know the ways. You know, know the ways. I always got like Tony Robbins Day with Destiny in my back pocket. I got ayahuasca in my back pocket. I got the hopping process in my back pocket. I know what I need to do if I like ever get caught in a loophole again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if I'm on fucking goddamn fire. Right. I'm waking up and I'm on fucking maximum burning desire. Let's make it happen. Fuck the girls, fuck the parties, fuck the bars, fuck everything else. I'm doing this 24-7. I wouldn't stop that. Sure. That's some powerful shit right there. I would be like, yo, keep ripping it, dude. Like you may be using dirty fuel, you know what I mean? And dirty fuel means you seek validation, but you're still the car's still ripping at 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like positive fuel is fueling because you love it. I'm creating this because I love this life. I love the idea of ripping around the Lambos every day that's a more positive fuel that you want to be, you know, driven by. But if you're putting the the other fuel in and, but you're still getting crazy results, do it. I would say do it because just take, it's, it's hard. It's, it's easy to change a mindset. You just got to show up to the Tony Robbins event. You just got to show <laughs> up to the hopping process. It's easy. It's, you just got to show up to these things for seven days. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to make a ton of money. That take this. You can't do that in seven days. So I would, I would, keep grinding out on that and getting yourself the ability, but just be totally aware that rich people kill themselves. Yes. Be totally aware that these struggles happen, that people can be depressed when they have everything. Be totally aware and be totally aware that there's answers to them. There's answers to them. If you go out and look for them, it doesn't have to be like this forever. Um, same thing with the whole happiness and depression. Thing. There's answers to them. You know what I mean? It's, like go it's, into it's, go into it. If you like, I always tell people if you. That's what I did. Is when I was getting super anxious and very depressed. Is I started to study what is anxiety, what is depression, what causes it, and why does it exist in me, and trying to like debug like my own system, right? Like if if something is a pattern in your life, I think you owe it to yourself to go into it. It's been given yep. to you for a reason. It's something that has been provided to you to now manage, right? Like if, for example, if you've been given like you know these this platform now to tell people about your journey. I think that's, you owe, you owe it to yourself, a sense of responsibility to, to manage that well. You know, if you don't, then it's just like, like what the fuck are you doing, right? Um, 100%. A lot of people suck at happiness because they never studied happiness. You know, yeah. a lot of people suck at business because they never studied it, right? Lack of study is a lot of lack of reason for lack of pain. Um, I've read many books on happiness and totally, you gotta, you gotta study that you shit. You gotta study it. Well, I want to talk out of my my own curiosity a little bit more about so this ayahuasca trip that you had, and now you're at a point in your time uh, life where you've sold you know your business that you were working on. I think that's what you said, right? So, and you're now moving on to a different journey. I think the reason I hit up hit you up today, I think I saw a post saying that you're now packing everything up, uh, moving yeah. on to the next thing. I feel like every few years I look at your shit and you're just like, okay, I'm doing something different. And I'm like, okay, I got to get in touch with Peter, see what's up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what like what was revealed to you. Uh, you know, I know, and I'll by the way, everybody, we'll link it in the podcast description. But you have a blog now, I think, that's describing um, your your journey from the ayahuasca trip as well as like what you're up to next. So definitely check that out. Give it a read. Peter's a very good writer, I would say. Um, and so, like, what was revealed to you, and where are you headed now? Um, you know, I'm definitely on a chapter where, well, first off, I'm on a YOLO investing chapter right now. So I took a lot of my money and I threw it into crypto because- Like what? Can you tell us? It's super deep down the rabbit hole and it's super risky. I can't tell that. I can't talk about any of it. <laughs> it's, it's just the whole thing of just shooting for life-changing, ultra life-changing amounts of money. You know, that kind of thing. Because I feel like I could do some incredible stuff with the world with, you know, um, you know, like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a month of passive income that comes through having, you know, whatever X amount of twenty million dollars in the bank. Mm. You know what I mean? If you get to that level, you can have the ultimate passive income that that could you could use that to build a team of eight people who all make a good salary, and you could be rocking and rolling with eight guys every single day who follow you to the edge of the earth, and you could do yeah. incredible life changing, world changing stuff with that type of stuff. So I'm really a huge believer that you know I could do incredible stuff with that. So. When the shots appear, I fucking take them, you know, at all costs. So that's where I'm kind of at right now. Um, financially, uh, passionately, I'm writing everything down in a book right now. So three or four months, it's going to take me to put every, put this whole thing together, I imagine. Maybe a bit, a little bit longer. Um, but uh, that's what I'm doing there. Um, and I'm just... Well, yeah, so... No, so I had this place in Denver. I moved here anyway so I could focus on my business and have no distractions. I live next to a lake so I could listen to a podcast once a day and just get smarter and really hit this business as hard as I could. We did it. We sold it, or I sold my share of it. So um, now I have freedom. So now I think, where is the one place I would love to be anywhere else in the world? And right now that's like Stockholm in Sweden and um, Costa Rica. That's where your wife's from, right? That's where my uh, ex-wife is from. Yeah, we split a while, oh, a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, but I do love that place a lot and I love the people there a lot. So now it's, I'm very much following the, what do I love to do? It's still the same thing. I create a life that I love, you know, I created a life that I loved in Denver where I had a sick house, sweet parties, Lambo, Range Rover, ripping around every day, sick business and hitting up to the, hitting up to the veil with the roof rack on the Lambo, taking out the snowboards and ripping down the mountains, going off some sweet jumps with your friends. Super fun time. Right. Um, but there's other dreams I have too. The dreams are endless. You know what I mean? And I like hitting that fucking reset button. You know what I mean? So let's sell the car. Let's sell the Range Rover. Let's put everything into a storage I always unit. admired that about you, man. And That's... let's go create something new. You know, let's go to the next fucking thing. You know, let's just keep it fresh. Keep it exciting. I totally feel fulfilled with that goddamn Lambo. Totally yeah. feel like that dream was just totally crushed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's go create another one. Let's go create a new one. Bigger. I got this. There's this incredible, beautiful Lambo I can see in my mind. I'm waiting for the reality to catch up with it. Um, but I love the next level, dude. The next level, create the dream, throw it all away, build another one. You know what I mean? Create the dream, live it, throw it all away, build another one. I think that's some proverb that these like monks had where they like build these fucking, I, I don't know what the, if the idea is like, you take the longest time to build the most amazing creation, like an ice sculpture, and then you tear it all down mm -hmm. to zero. That's like, like the idea is there, I think is, uh, attachment, right? Not to be attached to it all. Because if you can give it all up, that means you're truly free and you can start all over again. Because you want, you know, you had all of this stuff and now you 
can hit the reset without any guilt for I'm not really giving it all up. I'm just putting everything to a storage unit. I'm not, not it's not like I'm throwing away my money. You know what I mean? Oh, sure, sure. No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, it's just creating, it's creating a new dream life for sure. It's creating the next dream life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You got one, you create another one and it's not from a place of, you know, feeling like I'm not living my best life. It's it's from a place of what I love. You know what I mean? I love this spot in Stockholm, Sweden. I love living over there. I love the Swedish babes so much. I love just this whole community over there. And, you know, I love it more than I kind of like it right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's from a place of love. It's a place of following what you love, knowing about what you love. And that's the love is the healthiest fuel. They always say like, it's all about love at the end of the day, but that's always like super fucking vague to me. Like, sure. Yeah. You love both. It's like, I love this. I love acting this way because I like it. I still swear because I still like the swear. I still like the passion and the, and the, the punch of the swearness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's from a place of love. Everything, if it comes from a place of love, it's it's a place for you. And yeah, leave me with this um, mindset piece a little bit because I find myself often getting to a place where you know I have everything that I've dreamed of, the lifestyle wise. Um, you know, I'm I'm very close to my family. I'm happily married. I live at the beach. Uh, I work on my own time. I don't make millions of dollars a month, but that wasn't necessarily my goal to begin with when, you know, several months, uh, several years ago when we started to talk. But I'm getting to a point in my life now where it's starting to become more uh, obvious to me that if I want to continue in this in this direction or at least stay even uh, in this life uh, that I've built, like I'm going to need to, I, th- I think I'm going to need to amount like a lot more money. And but But the part of my mindset that's not really cooperating with that is that I'm not willing to do I'm not willing to like do the dumb shit that sometimes people are willing to do to just kind of make it happen. I'm always, I've always been like, you know, I, I call it the turtle mentality, like consistency over time wins. Um, Cause that's what I learned. And I'm wondering like, what would you tell someone like me who, who is now pivoting their mindset more towards being money driven? Uh, because I feel like I've gotten a pretty good handle on like being spiritually in a good place and, and being happy, but changing that towards more money driven, I find myself becoming more like comparative and more uh, aggressive or agitated at times because it's like, there's always so much money out there and everybody's got like more than me. It feels at times, you know, I'm curious, like how, how you would tell me to like kind of think about my situation at this point. I like calling it growth driven for sure. Mm -hmm. Money driven still is not really because it's growth. It's I'm still creating this dream life in a sense. Um, so listen, some dreams you don't get a second shot at. You just don't. For example, if a guy is is 21 years old and he dreams about being the 21 year the 20 having a supercar in his 20s, you only get one shot in your 20s. Yeah. You only get one shot in your 30s. If you go past the 30 mark, the idea of experiencing life as an uber successful guy in your 30s is out the window. Hmm. It can never be had back. Bro, I learned that lesson from you when I was when I joined my, I, I worked for years. I, my dream was always to be drumline captain since I was in fucking percussion for seven years. That was my fucking little dream. And I had lessons and freshman year, I was the best guy on the Dana Hills drumline. And, but I had to start on bass drum, whatever. But, you know, and then Tesoro, we were rocking together. And then, but as closer, when I got closer and closer to the finish line, I realized I stopped tr- giving a shit about the finish. I just didn't care much about the goal. I thought it was just like expected or whatever. 
But when that like fucking thing happened where I didn't get it and you ended up being captain, I totally just absolutely destroyed me to a point because the whole thing just came together and I just realized that was my entire dream. And Damn, I, I never it. knew this. Bro, it was totally fucking total panic attack, total just fucking break. Because it was it was totally my nickname on instant messenger was Captain Drummer. It was always it was Captain Drum, like the captain of the drum. It was fucking my my AIM message name was Captain Drummer. <laughs> Like I cared so much about this forever. And, but that really, you know, served me down the line because it showed me that I have a habit of pausing at the, when I get close to the finish line. Hmm. That's interesting. So, you know, I think, I think you're right. Like getting to a point where I, I feel that in my life, like where I was very close to like getting somewhere and then you almost said like, check out, you're like, it, maybe it's not as exciting anymore or something, you know? And, and you were talking about like when we were in, in drumline together Dude, you know, I never, I never told you this probably, but like you were someone that I always, um, I loved you and I also hated you because I was like, you were so fucking good. Why are you so good? And I always wanted to be like as good as you. And, and it was so weird to me how like that whole turned out. I was very, very sad when you, when you quit because I was like, fuck, like the best guy is gone. Like I, I almost started to check out because I was like, I didn't have anybody else pushing me, you know, to be better. Um, yeah, no, you were bet you you earned it, dude. You you fucking earned that thing. I just had it. I just realized that I would stop before the finish line. That's crazy. So wow. it, it was like I'm not going to do drum line if I can't win. Like this is too painful to see this fucking dream die. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you would say for me at point at, at this point in my life because you know I, I admire where you, where you've put yourself financially. I really do, and I want to I want to get myself you know, to a level higher than this. Like, to be honest, like I would love to buy a bigger house in California and you know how crazy that is these days. It's like such a fun fucking hard to hit goal. Yeah. It's a hard to hit goal. I'm, I'm giving myself a decade to so do much it. fun. Um, and I, and I just, you know, I'm, I feel like, I feel like I've laid down a good foundation for myself now. Um, and I just need to keep like, this is how I think about it now. And you tell me if I'm missing anything here. I think of myself like if every day I can wake up and I can first off balance myself mentally, physically by like exercising, because I realized that those are some things I neglected. You know, after you know becoming a bodybuilding champion, when I started working a lot, I was very stressed and I neglected my physical health, which started to then affect my mental health. And then so I was like, for the last few years, I've just been going back to baseline again, going back to a good mental state, going back to a good physical state, so that way, you know, I'm not feeling like hormonally all jacked up. Like that's a real thing, right? And so I feel like I've been laying a foundation so that when things get more stressful, things get harder as I try to progress, I'm able to manage them. You know, like, is there anything that you would tell me that I should also be trying at this stage that would that would maybe help me in my growth? Um, I definitely took a lot from this discussion about like, you know, studying consistently. I think that's something that I've, I have a hit and go start stop and go moment of like, okay, I don't have time right now to read. So I listen to stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff, but maybe I'm listening to the same things too much. I can listen to a lot of philosophy. Like Alan Watts helps me a lot. I listen to some spiritual teachers that have helped me a lot, like Muji and Sadhguru that helped me kind of shed, uh, the ego that bothers me about like my comparison to everybody else's life and stuff like that. But like, what, what else could I be doing? I mean, maybe, maybe I just need to learn more skills about certain things that I want to achieve is maybe the next step is what I can think of now from this conversation. Uh, how into vision boards are you? Say it again. How vision into vision boards? boards are you? Yeah. I haven't created one. I feel like I always imagine in my head, but maybe I, that's something I should look into, huh? Uh, the most successful girl I ever met happens to live two doors down from me. And she owns a company that did $70 million in revenue last year. And she's 30 years old. 
Wow. She's my age. And she blows my shit out of the water. And I went over to her fucking house two days ago. And I look in her living room and her fucking entire goddamn living room is a vision board. Hmm. It's fucking all shit cut out from the, and it's all pictures and words of stuff. She And I'm like, of course, that's your fucking living room. Nobody gets results like this without like being so in the zone and focused on the life that they're creating, which is what a vision board is. Hmm. It's so top of mind, dude. It is so top of mind. I was just with this other girl the other day and I was talking to her, but like, where's your vision board? And she's like, oh, I keep it all in my head and I'm all like that. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you will have a, like a regular nine to five job and you're really struggling. Like, I'm like, dude, it's, I'm like, you should keep this. It's not about having this stuff in your head. Like you need to put this stuff needs to be top of mind. Yeah. My whole house is about vision boards. 10 years ago, I made my first vision board. It all came true. So I took it way serious and took it all to the next level. Um, you got a vision board is keeping your eye on the prize is what it is. My it's mind fights you on that thought thinking like, so all you want is like a plane and a car and a house and shit. Like that's what's going to drive you. It almost like I look at it and it'll be like, fuck that. Why would I want that? Like that's the only thing that drives me. Like what else do you put on a vision board outside of like the material goodies? Bro, I have all my mentors on the vision board. Mm, okay, I have all their okay. best quotes. I have all my role models. Ah, okay, I have all go. the places. Quotes I've got, you're right. I got, like that. I got all my materialistic stuff, the cars, the jets, the mansions, yeah. the fucking cool stuff, the ripping through, you know, on a coast, yeah. stuff like that. And then I have, you know, all the places I want to go to, all the things I want to experience, all the skills I want to be good at. You know, I got affirmations left, goddamn right. You know, I'm a brown, brand building genius. I'm like a goal setting, you know, champion or whatever. I'm like a, a goal achieving master, right? Stuff like that. Um, I'm smart. I'm on top of my shit every day. I have all of my best affirmations. I have my magic words that bring riches. I have, um, well, that really all helps. Stuff. It, it's so much more than just hmm. car jet house. Well, thanks for explaining you know? that to me. Cause I didn't, I, I couldn't think past that. I, that's all I thought vision boards were was all the material stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't excite me. Like, I don't want to wake up and look at a plane every day and be like, that's not going to fire me up. But dude, you got to think about it because you just talked about the, having this mansion thing, yeah. right? How much do you love the fucking mansion? It would be awesome because then I can have all my family in one place. Don't, don't neglect the loves, dude. Don't yeah. neglect your loves. Don't act like just cause it's a house. You shouldn't love it. Yeah. Right. Fair point. Fucking guy fucking love the goddamn sweet houses. It is so much fun to live in one of these things. I love having it. I love ripping around in a private jet. I love ripping around in Lambos. It is totally me. Yeah. It is not me trying to be, be somebody. It's me at my heart is this stuff is at the true, like a deep love. I also love walking bare through, through Costa Rica. Right. With just my, with just my swim trunks on. I love that stuff. I love being with regular people and going deep into their souls and learning what they're about. Right. Love them both. Love both sides of it. Don't throw the other side out of the window. It is such a, you know, people just act like materialism is bad. It's just, uh, it's a fun tool. You know, if you're all yeah. about it, it's yeah. going to be bad, but don't throw it out the window again. Just because you don't want to be all about it. Let's be about both of them. I love that, man. Love the material stuff. It is such a fun. And listen, God doesn't give you dreams that aren't supposed to come true. You know what I mean? He's not just a guy who's dangling fucking mansions in front of your face. Look at this. You're never going to get this your whole life. It's like, it's a vision that's been given to you by yeah. a higher power of things that a vision of like a reality you can create, you know, of your potential. Right. And it's not about the goddamn mansion. It's who you have to become to get the goddamn mansion. Right. The skill sets you've got to learn, the books you got to read, the path you got to go down because those types of goals, the big mansion jet goals, make you grow like no other goals on the planet. That's what they're really for, right? Because to get to the point where you've got $20 million to drop on the sickest fucking house you could ever imagine, to create the sickest fucking life you could ever imagine, right? 
it takes it takes a lot of growth, bro. That is one fucking sick Mount Everest you could climb. That is one sick Mount Everest. It is the sickest Mount Everest ever to me. And it's just the funnest thing I could be working on every day. It's the funnest thing. What's the most exciting thing I could be working on every day is one little step closer towards this sick ass fucking goal, right? Men who move mountains begin by moving small stones. And if you want to do something great, you just start by fucking one little baby stone at a time, you know, just pick it up, start going. Man, that really hits for me. Pete, I love you, man. Thank you. Oh, yeah, enough. That really hits for me. I hope you guys really love this conversation. And uh, yeah. Peter, I would love to have you come chime in in a couple months when you're on to your next place and just give us a glimpse of what you're up to and as you have more breakthroughs. Now that I have an established podcast, you should come back more often and just share your... Oh, hit me up. I love fucking these talks. I really okay, appreciate good, you hitting good. me up at this time too. Absolutely I, I literally... Talk. Can I tell you the truth? I was literally taking a shit before going to, to the gym. I had taken some caffeine and I was like, I'm going to text Peter because if he's available later today, I want to do a podcast. And Peter goes, I'm available right now for the next 90 minutes. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, we're not going to the gym right now. I'm going to talk to Peter. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I was like, I'm not going to get this chance again. I got to go do this now. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm flying to Ibiza in literally an hour. Yeah, I'm oh, heading to the airport. Peter, I wish you all the best, brother. Keep inspiring me. And, and everybody else, like, it's it's awesome just to know that I got to be, you know, I grew up with someone who really took it to fucking level 20. And uh, it just makes it feel that much more possible and not so hypothetical. And I know we have our different timelines. So, I mean, I believe, I believe in myself. I know I'll... I know I work hard and I, I'll just get getting there. started, bro. Yeah. We're just getting, we're, I'm just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is just getting started, bro. When you get that money in the bank, then you're really just getting fucking started. Yeah. Then this, the big, that's when you're at the start of the fucking game. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we're just getting to the start. Um, and that's when you can do some incredible, incredible, incredible shit. You know what I mean? That goes so much further than the Jets and the mansions and the impact. You go from, here's the thing, you go from making as much money as you can to making the biggest impact as you can. That's the path for sure. Yeah. I'm going to make a vision board. I'm going to send you pictures of it. Send me the fucking vision boards, bro. They fucking work like everything on the vision board comes true. Fuck. Okay. Today I'm going to the fucking store. I'm (laughs) buying. That's how they work. That's how they work. Everything on the vision board comes true. You laminate it, hang it in the shower, hang it downstairs in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about these fucking goddamn vision boards. Oh, you really broke that for me, man. Because Mimi, cool. she told me about vision boards like years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to look at fucking cars and shit. Like that doesn't inspire me. But then you just told me like about the whole, you got to love that. If that's what you love, then this is what's going to come true. And it's not just the material stuff. Put the people that inspire you. Then there are there are those who I look up and I want to be like, you know, the teachers that I look up to who have broken it down for me. I want to break it down for the people that are behind us, you know, and. Put their best quotes it. on it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Dude, that really got me amped. Oh, I'm excited. All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. We're going to link all of Peter's uh, good stuff, his blog, his Instagram and social. Anything else you want us to throw on there, Peter, you just let me know. Um, this Love guy's the man. You, uh, I, I, I fucking love you, dude. And you've you've always inspired me. And and you, you've been a, an inspiration and, and a challenge and someone that I was like, fuck, I'm like, I want to chase what he's doing, but obviously in my own way. Um, and, and so it's just good to just 
you know, check in with you and let's, let's just do it more, more often. I'm, I'm totally hundred thousand percent down. Love these things, dude. Love these. Sweet. I'll, I'll make sure to keep it exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks buddy. I'll catch you next time. Bye everybody. See you. See you soon. Thank you for checking out this show. I really appreciate your time and I can't wait to hear from you. If you want to give me any feedback or want to get in touch, know someone that I should put on the show, reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are online, you bet you can find me there. Just search for The Real Abinov. Thank you and we'll see you next time.